welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we study an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see how it holds up all on its own. I'm one of your hosts, Corey. And I'm your other host, Liam. And we're trying something new again this week, something that I think Liam and I are both very excited about. So you've seen us have one guest, and that's pretty exciting. Now... Well, not not seen. We haven't done the video podcast. You've heard us yet, have but... two guests. No, but you're about to. I fucked it up already. We're having two guests on this week is the big reveal. Um, and we had to talk about a very important movie. Uh, so we went with Legally Blonde 2. Anyway, without further ado, I would like to welcome Laura back to the show. Hello! How are you doing, Laura? I'm good. I'm doing great. And I would like to welcome, for the first time on They Made Another One, Madeline to the show. Hello, hello. How are you doing, Madeline? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Montreal. Madeline is somebody who also went to school with us. We're all journalism school hangout friends. And we're trying to get as many people on the show as we can. Thought it'd be a great time to mix it up. And I want to give a quick shout out to a show that they used to do together on CKCU, which was our university's radio station. It is called The Emotional Rescue Show. And this gets to be a bit of a reunion for that, which I'm very happy to offer. Uh, Me too. too. I miss it so much. I miss it a lot too. I was thinking, I don't know, maybe some kind of podcasty version of it will be sometime in the future or emotional rescue adjacent podcast yes. will be sometime in the uh, future yeah especially because now that uh covid kind of stops people from being in the station at ckcu yeah. everyone's just producing their stuff at home so maybe it will turn again one day you heard it here first that's a guarantee <laughs> stay tuned for more and so there's gonna be a there's gonna be a headline in the charlatan tomorrow <laughs> you guys are getting back together this whole part of the podcast is just for us now no one knows <laughs> but um and cakey he and knows K- what the charlatan is what's up cakey um we're just shouting out our friends now dave come on the show um uh, any, anyway um so i i never really know what to do with this part so I'm just going to sort of open floor it for you, Madeline. Do you want to give people, I don't know, maybe a quick sense of like what what you're up to, like what you do, kind of movies you like, whatever kind of little quick intro you want to provide? I know I'm putting you on the spot for that, but I'm sure you'll figure it out. Yeah, no worries. Um, I went to J school with you guys. I have been trying to figure out my life. I moved to Montreal for the cheap rent and uh, found times to be had so that's what i'm doing right now Um, i'm still freelance writing i'm doing social media by day um i'm doing an editorial internship at mason ev magazine right now which has been super fun um so by day i kind of like (laughs) my eyes are on these like super clickbaity articles posting on social media and then by night i'm like pouring over these like very intricate magazine pieces and like fact checking the tiniest little things so really do contain multitudes these days it's all about layers Um, dude (laughs) yeah and i i'm from alberta originally it's a big part of my my, uh personality is that i'm from the prairies cool you know i didn't i didn't know that now that i know that you definitely (laughs) are more than madeline no I wouldn't say that's a big part of your personality, like no, outwardly. It's, it's not outwardly a big part of my personality, but like it's something I feel like you sh- 
should know. Right. Yeah, because I think if someone were like walking down the street and you were also walking by, I don't think they would go, that screams prairies. I think no. they would say anything yeah. but that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I have to say it. It's a little, little hidden thing. It is a fun little twist about you. Yes, I am a cowgirl. I also lived in Texas for a few years. So yeehaw. I'm very, very yeehaw. <laughs> This is a this is a yeehaw safe space. <laughs> uh, one day we'll have to do a western, and you'll have to come back and uh, provide some fun. sort of like cultural authority on the matter because I don't <laughs> think Liam and I are gonna cut it. What would be fun? Um, oh, I guess no, that's not a sequel. I was like, love the the movie. My Winnipeg is really good for like oh, capturing yeah. the weirdness of the prairies. Oh yes, I love that movie. Yeah. I don't want to name drop, but. I met Guy Madden, and he's a very nice man. Yeah, was it when they did, uh, the CFI did those talks yeah. at Carlton? Yeah, it was the only one I could go to because I had exams for the other ones. Yeah, I almost went to that one. Yeah, it was a good time. He, uh, when he signed, I got like an autograph, and when he signed it, I'm like 90% sure it included like X's and O's on it or something. Something very, like, very nice and like kind of like not formal like very like cool and cash which was always kind of funny dude his name is guy how formal can he be <laughs> he's a guy and he's from manitoba yeah um uh, so we were brainstorming and we were like okay we're gonna get four people on we're gonna get lauren maddie back together this big thing Madeline, sorry. Due diligence about the name. Oh, it does not <laughs> And um, we were like, what are we going to do? And I think like the second thing that we came up with was Legally Blonde. And so quick intro to the movie that we are watching. It is Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde, which is right on time following recent announcements that um, Reese Witherspoon and Mindy Kaling are teaming up for a third movie sometime soon. And Legally Blonde 2 was directed by Charles Herman Wormfeld. Uh, it was written by Katie Condal. Cinematography by Elliot Davis. Music by Rolf Kent. And um, it's obviously a sequel to the first movie, which itself is based on the book Legally Blonde, which is by Amanda Brown. And so I want to give everybody space to talk about Legally Blonde 1. But first, I alluded to something in the chat before we started, and I need to talk about this. Legally Blonde movies are made by the most interesting people alive, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> so, for example, let's just take the editor of Legally Blonde 2. His name is Peter Teschner. Let's just take a quick selection of the movies he's edited in his career in no particular order. Hidden Figures, Dodgeball, Borat, The Brady Bunch Movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Bride of Reanimator, Josie and the Pussycats, and this, <laughs> which is just the most insane thing in the world. But Do you love that? not Got to it. be outdone, the music by Rolf Kent, he also did the music, he did the theme song for Dexter and also the music for the movie 17 again. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good movie. Um <laughs> I wasn't sure. That is a good movie. That, no, that that feels like one of the last like modern day teen movies that I can think of as being a classic for our generation. Like that I one. That, that one holds up. I was not expecting us to have strong seventeen again opinions, but uh, here we are. Yeah, I don't really remember it that well. No, but I saw it in theaters. <laughs> wow. Was that because were you just like big? It's Zac Efron, right? Were you just a big Zac yeah, Efron I think fan? 
I think maybe it was like for some kind of special occasion, like someone's birthday. I went with my my best friend from when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I also a big part of it was Zac Efron. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, the last thing I'll indulge with this is so cinematography by Elliot Davis. Elliot Davis shot the Palm Door nominated Steven Soderbergh film King of the Hill and also Twilight. <laughs> um, Sorry. So really running the gambit here. There's some wild cameos that we'll get into as well. Uh, the first movie also has some wild connections, including being shot by the guy who shot both Nick Rogues, the man who fell to Earth, and also Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakwell. But <laughs> if we try to spend too much time on that, we'll be here for six hours. That so is so good. It wasn't the same director that did both, right? No. no. The first movie is directed by Robert Lukatic. I, I don't know how to say names on this show ever, but it's like, or like Lukatic. I don't know. He he also did Monster in Law. So like that's where we're at with that guy. Um, gotcha. But for anybody who doesn't know, I'm going to do a really quick rundown of the cast for Legally Blonde 2. And then we'll get into the first one because I think that's what people want to get into. So we got Reese Witherspoon, uh, Mooney, which is the Chihuahua to be completely clear. Um, <laughs> that was second list on the cast list. I don't make the rules. Um <laughs> Sally Field, Regina King, Jennifer Coolidge, Luke Wilson, Bob Newhart, Bruce McGill, Dana Ivey, Jessica Koffel, Alana Ubeck, Gidget, the other Chihuahua, who is also the Taco Bell dog, um, <laughs> and uh, Mary Lynn Ratchskub. And then there's also brief roles from the likes of Octavia Spencer and James Urbaniak, which were very unexpected for me. <laughs> so we thought it would be a fun experiment to do Legally Blonde 2 because if I understand correctly, this is a call full of people that really like Legally Blonde 1. <laughs> we love Legally Blonde, the original. And so to rewatch the second one, like for the first time since I was 12, was a wild ride. Okay, so yeah, so Madeline, we can start with you. So uh, give a sense of like, what's your history with Legally Blonde? Like, did you see the first one and then you just like loved it and it was a big deal? It's like, well, I mean, you said you see, you'd seen the second one before. So like, where are you at with that? And what is it about the movie that makes you love it? That first one? I feel like many young women of my generation, I can't remember my life before Legally Blonde. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know when I first watch it. It's It's just a part of me. I agree. I have no idea when I saw it for the first time. I just like... I feel like I was born having seen Legally Blonde. <laughs> That's so I agree. Cool. I agree. It's like, it's one of those movies that you like return to again and again when you need at like formative parts in your life, when you need like a little, I don't know. What do you say, Laura? Like when you need. When you, we, I feel like we've actually, now that you say that, that you turn to at a formative time in your life, I feel like we've talked about this before. The fact that after like you go through something whether it be like a man who didn't recognize your worth or something else like a workplace <laughs> you go back and watch legally blonde and it makes you feel a lot better and i that just reminded me that i when i was in first year of university i went through i think i think that's what it was i went through like a kind of breakup thing and then i remember i went back and watched like legally blonde and i was like yeah I'm great. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He's Warner. Uh, I'm uh, out. It's like for when you for when you want to remember your worth. Also, it's yeah. like one of the rare movies that like shows the nice guy actually winning with like the hot blonde girl. Do you know what I mean? Like she like Luke Wilson is just so pure in this mm-hmm. movie. Like, yeah. Love him so much. Yeah, he's great. He's honestly one of the best parts of it. And he's just so calm as well. There's no, he's just so calm. There's no drama. It's just kind of like, he's like, yep, I support her. (laughs) And that's just it. He could never get canceled on Twitter. No, no way. So then I guess I vastly misspoke when I just sort of like lazily just rambled my way into the original Legally Blonde because it's like a huge deal then. So, so I think I'm like inflating it for fun, but yeah. yeah. I don't think you are. I think a lot of people probably stand by that. It's just so fun. Like it's just so fun to watch and it's just such a nice feel good movie at the end. Like the, um, the way that it ends with like the, in the, I think the second one did it too. with Like the, uh, what's it called like the titles or the, yeah yeah like the captions yeah like, saying like what happened in the future like the iconic <laughs> ending ones of the first one yeah um are just so uplifting like it's just great it's just so good like it just makes you feel really good about yourself so cool liam to flip yeah. it over because as everybody here knows i hadn't seen legally blonde yet and i had made a promise that i was going to do that and then I ran out of time and didn't do that. So I am out of the loop on the original Legally Blonde, but I'm not sure if Liam is. I think you've seen it, right, Liam? Sort of. Uh, what does uh, that mean? <laughs> I, I've seen the stage musical of Legally Blonde. Oh, my Blonde, God. Oh. And I've also, because of my work, watched the movie itself in, like, 10-minute fragments uh, because of the work I do, that means that I've I've read everything that happens in Legally Blonde in between moments of dialogue. So I'm I'm very familiar with uh, the plot of the movie, and from seeing it, uh, the musical, it was put on by my high school when I was like in the 11th or 12th grade or something, and uh, um, there were songs in it which made it different than the movie. But but I have a good idea of the tone and the plot, and uh, I'm not I'm not totally out of the loop. But I avoided it throughout most of my life regrettably so um because i got it confused with miscongeniality the mm. the sandra bullock movie and, and i knew that i didn't have any interest in that movie and so whenever i thought of one i just always thought of the other and so i didn't seek it out but i really wish i did i i love reese witherspoon um she has a movie called election from around the same time that's just like one of my favorite movies ever and so if i had known that she was in this and not sandra bullock i would have watched it as a kid <laughs> I love like super uh, quotable kind of um, just like fun movies um, for teens, you know, like Clueless. I love Clueless. Mm -hmm. I love Mean Girls. I love legal dramas and I even love (laughs) Mm -hmm. legal movies when they're kind of goofy, like Liar Liar. Like that has a big courtroom scene at the end that just kills me. So I I do really wish I saw that as a kid and I didn't. And I... Oh man, I wish I did, especially after seeing this one, because I can see how good it would be. Uh, but but I, uh, well, we'll get into it. Later. Liam, real Miss quick. Congeniality is also really good for the record. Yeah, I was just say, what did Sandra Bullock do <laughs> to I, you, dude? I hate I ju- I hate Sandra Bullock. Like I'm so sorry. I just <laughs> don't like her. Thank you. 
Welcome to the Sorry. Bullock cast where Madeline and Liam shit on Sandra Bullock for an hour. Oh no, yeah, Mad Madeline and I were hanging out one time and Sandra Bullock just came up to us and she was super mean and so... Uh, no, but, you know what, Miss Congeniality also, I'm learning, has a sequel, Corey, that has a ridiculous subtitle, so we can we can all gather up together What's the subtitle? and do that one. It's Armed and Fabulous. I hate that. Let's do it. Are you guys in? <laughs> Yes. Sick. Okay, great. Um, why? Wait, I'm still trying to wrap my head around why your high school was like, yeah, we're doing Legally Blonde the musical. It's a big gotta... thing. Like, I think that around the time we were in high school, like, must have turned it into a show on Broadway or off Broadway or something. Yeah. And then at least I know, like, I know that my friend's sister was also doing a production of Legally Blonde when we were in high school. It's like a very trendy. Yeah. Now I'm starting to feel dumb. Like I missed the boat on Legally Blonde just completely. Like I feel like I, I stepped in from like another dimension and here everyone loves Legally Blonde and I just missed it. Um, it, it was uh, super big. I mean, this was like this was after my high school did Breakfast Club and The Outsiders, uh, some Shakespeare stuff. So we got all that out of the way. But then Legally Blonde is kind of the next modern movie to do um there was even an mtv show in like 2008 that was a, it was just a reality show about casting l woods for broadway and so what? like legally blonde is kind of like a it, it's a modern day uh yeah. thing people dig it that's yeah, culturally iconic i would say yeah but like we shouldn't like i'm not gonna pump it up too much but you guys should definitely watch it after this i mean it with how we've been talking about it, it sounds like it's two seconds away from being in the Criterion Collection, and honestly, I respect that. I want, I want to see oh it in God. there. If it was in the Criterion Collection, I'd throw a party. <laughs> so fucking good. Oh, it wouldn't be there. Good. Wouldn't be a director's commentary. They would just be. They got the crew and cast back together, and they did snap cup for things they like about the movie. Um. Well, so I went into this with like minimal knowledge of like i didn't i never knew what legally blonde was actually about and i always found the title kind of confusing as a result because i didn't i didn't know what it was supposed to mean so i went into the sequel with basically no understanding of what was going on and i know liam had mentioned too like and well everybody had a couple other movies that sort of are the same thing for people like um mean girls and stuff like that um that fit that same kind of demographic and like tonal structure and things like that where i also was like really late to the party on that for some reason when i was in high school it was like cool if you were a guy to have not seen mean girls because like men are <laughs> stupid i guess so what eventually me and one of my friends tristan just sat down and watched mean girls and we had such a good fucking time and we were like what are we doing like what's our life <laughs> where this is like every girl that we went to school with was like stoked on mean girls and i guess that meant we weren't allowed to see it I really don't know what the deal with that was. It was it was a strange time like 10 years ago. But uh, all of that's to say that I, I didn't have a good baseline for what I was in for. But I want to open the floor for like did what people's expectations were like before watching Legally Blonde 2. Um, I'd seen it before. So oh, I kind right. of had I had like a very fuzzy memory. I remember that the dog was gay. That's all I really remember because that's like one of the major points. Yeah, it's like the second biggest <laughs> plot point in the movie. <laughs> so, like, did you see it like just growing up? Like, you just also caught that one? Yes, okay. uh, I think so. But yeah, I 
No, I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit better than it was. And uh, yeah, I was quite disappointed. And uh, I guess I'll say, did anybody have high expectations? Did anybody think it was going to meet that level of the first movie? Mm. You know, I did once I started watching it, like in the first few minutes, because before I started, I thought this was like a direct-to-video sequel. I didn't even know that Reese Witherspoon was going to be in it again. Like the subtitle is red wall. This is the sort of thing that like Dennis and, you know, it just gets thrown out. Everyone's recast, but it's just the premise. Uh was hooky enough to make some money, so they did another one. Um, but once the movie they started, made another and, one? I re- and I realized, <laughs> yeah, yeah, once the movie started, and I saw that Reese Witherspoon was in it, and um, a few other big name actors from that time who I figured must have been in the first one, my expectations grew, and uh, I was excited for what the movie might be. Um, I started to learn that it was like a theatrical release, it didn't just get thrown out there, and so though I had never at all until you guys even back in high school you know we didn't come out of watching that musical being like yo now we need to watch legally blonde too uh but i, I was excited for this once it got started yeah and laura did you have anything going in high expectations low expectations um i'm pretty much the same as maddie i i kind of had seen it before probably just i guess like a few years after it came out it was one of those movies um that they like would always play on the W network, um, <laughs> like at, in the middle of the day. So I I'd seen it like definitely something like that, like just in passing. I don't think I ever like rented it. It was just on TV. Um, so I don't even know if I'd seen the full thing. I don't think I'd seen the end. Um, but like Maddie, the only thing I remembered about it was that her dog was gay. And again, um, significant plot point. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't remember anything about like the animal rights stuff. I just, I, I don't, I just thought it was about fully about her, her dog being gay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't really have like high expectations going into it. Um, I generally, I think, because I just generally always am a bit skeptical of movies that have sequels but seem like they never intended to. Um, so. I, and I again because I'd seen it before, I knew it wasn't as good as the first one. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wasn't expecting too much, other than a fun time. Yeah, and then I, I, it's I had a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because I haven't seen the first one, which sounds like a great movie, but also I wasn't burdened with like expectations of it having to meet a certain level. I was That's just true. sort of like, let's see how it goes. You know, I'm open for this to be mm-hmm. whatever. And so did anybody like get into the spirit of when watching the movie? Did you guys get like fully pink outfits or like a very weird knit tasseled <laughs> sweater or something and really get into the fashion or because <laughs> holy I shit, wish. the fashion is crazy. Oh, I mean, I mean, fantastic. I am blonde. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're halfway there. So <laughs> <laughs> just a law degree away from being Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I feel like I feel like I'm kind of stalling. Because I feel like I know I know where this is gonna go, and I'm excited yeah. for that. But sometimes you want to you want to give it some time, right? So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get it over with. I'm gonna open the floor because I think I think I think we know why we're here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maddie, what are your thoughts about Legally Blonde Two? Okay, Legally Blonde Two defecated on the grave of Legally Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
uh yeah i, I mean need you say more <laughs> yeah no it was so bad it's just painful to sit through and also because um it's just very clear how they took the formula like they do in a lot of sequels like take the exact formula of the first movie but just like change the elements mm-hmm. like they're like it's just it's like the script was like copy pasted um but made worse <laughs> and also i really did not like how at the beginning you know her friends are going through the scrapbook just to like it's basically for people like you, Corey, yeah. who haven't seen the first movie, and they're like, oh, yeah, look at this. Like, I hate when they're just, like, so upfront about, like, making the um, movie comprehensible to people who haven't seen the original. Yeah, it, it, It's a weird choice, I feel like, too, for, like, a comedy <laughs> to be like, yeah. here's the whole plot of the last one in case you're coming in late. It's like, dude, people probably saw Legally Blonde 1 if they're here. <laughs> like, we don't... Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, oh, there's just the pictures of them on their first date. I'm like, who is taking these pictures? <laughs> That's so these are These are production stills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a fucking still. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I was disappointed. I was hoping it would, like, tip over into being, like, fun in a campy way, but it just never got there for me. Yeah. It was okay, but I wouldn't watch it again for fun just to be disgusted. Yeah. Right. Okay, so that's that's a big one in the no column. Uh, Laura, uh, how did you feel about Legally Blonde 2? Um, I, I don't think I had quite as strong feelings about it as Maddie, but I was, I don't know if I was disappointed because I was kind of expecting it to not be as good because I, I knew that it wasn't. Um... One thing I was kind of surprised about was that I actually was like a little bit bored um, Mm. at a lot of the parts. And I I honestly, (laughs) um, so I watched it with my roommate and we were kind of saying that it's funny because the movie is at the same time so stupid, but then still like the legal like Congress stuff is still too hard for me to understand. (laughs) I was still like, wait, what is going on? How does a, like this bill work? And I still yeah, like... that, that must that must be why they put in the song about how bills work. That was yeah. that was really something. <laughs> yeah, so I was still confused. <laughs> um, they yeah, knew their I mean... audience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it wasn't great. Um, it wasn't well. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just a sliding scale I'll say that it wasn't good it was not good um would you go so I far think... as to say it defecated on the grave of the original <laughs> film <laughs> no i wouldn't say that but i also i agree that i wouldn't i wouldn't watch it again like i wouldn't be like that that was fun that was entertaining i'll watch it again it was just kind of, it was yeah it was yeah, honestly, Maddie kind of said all the right things. Like, it really, it, I got kind of annoyed at the end when they literally took the exact same ending as the first one and just like used it again, kind of. The whole gimmick with her um, cracking whatever case because of her beauty knowledge, which is like, was great in the first one. Um, but yeah, it's just like, 
I was like, okay. <laughs> Just like the fact that they completely kind of did the same thing was a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, but yes. yeah, yeah, it was, it was like an enjoyable movie to watch on whatever night I watched it on a Tuesday night, but it wasn't good, nor would I go back and watch it again. Right. And, and so that was my final answer. Final answer. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Laura hit the nose on the head by just like it was boring. Like if it's gonna be like bad, at least make it fun to like so like, bad. Being that bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what like, I, that's I want what it I to be bad and for. fun. Uh, bad ho- and boring. Yeah, I was hoping it to I was hoping for it to kind of be like kind of like Twilight in the sense that it's just so bad that it's actually entertaining, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't even like bad enough <laughs> to well, be fun. And it's weird too, because <laughs> I feel like it makes really weird choices, but those don't even feel like that zany. But like, yeah. there's some really weird things in here that we can get to. But quick, Liam, rounding it out, uh, not rounding it out, I guess I'm going to do that. That's not how that works. But third in the list of people talking about the movie, this is bad. Liam, what did you think about Legally Blood <laughs> Uh, well, you can go ahead and put me down in the no column as okay. well, Corey. Yeah, I, I, I didn't dig it. I, um, I mean, like I said, the first few minutes, you know, maybe I'd even go as far to say like the first 15, 20 minutes, I, I had hope and I was mostly picking out things I liked. Um, but the problem is that I think those are all things that I, I grew to realize I'm going to find in the first Legally Blonde much more you know i really love reese witherspoon um her performance i like her character i just i think she's like so charming and cool um i liked some of the song choices like i I thought the bill song was funny there's an avril lavigne song in here that just kicks ass right before that there's like a female-led pop song pop song that's also really cool um but then I, I think about 20 minutes in is when I realized that like, oh shit, this is the plot of the movie. Like this is the whole thing. This isn't like a, we're not just doing this thing about the dog to like start us to show where Elle is now and then going into something else. Like this is what they're committing to. And and from there on out, um, it, it does, it gets super, super boring. Um, the conger stuff is just like it, it feels so stale i think that's because um they, they had done it already before like you guys said you know despite me not having seen the first movie it didn't feel new to me because i could i could feel the fact that they had already told this once before and so like the ending of this movie the monologue and the way that she she sort of cracks the case isn't that cool because they had already told it the way they wanted to in the first movie and so this (laughs) the way it goes down like feels second best to me even though i haven't seen the first best so it ends up it ends up being really unremarkable and uh you know, there's a couple of things in this I laughed at. Reese Witherspoon is still awesome, but but the movie just it, it it doesn't hold up. And I think like some of the jokes in here are just like just eye rolly terrible. Like the whole bit about the dog being gay just like made me want to. Oh my god! <laughs> it's stop. I guess makes me want to stop watching the movie and it makes me want to stop talking. It was just like so, so, so bad and dumb. I didn't, I didn't dig it. So altogether, no, I, I didn't like this. <laughs> oh, and was was Brianna spared this one, or did she watch it too? 
no man brianna was here for this one she was hyped with it and uh we thought reese witherspoon was so cute at the beginning and uh then we both ended up feeling the same way it just gets super cheesy and uh you know there's like a lot of dog acting in this movie um oh. where they like cut to a dog and it makes a dog noise and there's like <laughs> dance sequences and there's a coolio song in here and it yep. just like it feels it feels cheesy in like not a charming way whereas reese witherspoon is cheesy in this movie in a charming way it, it doesn't feel like the rest of the movie is there with her and uh so I think that the magic I was looking for that was hinted at occasionally um, would be found in that first movie. And so, yeah, this movie really makes me want to check out the first one because it wasn't that good. But uh, from what you guys are saying and from the little bits of good in this movie, I can tell that um, what I want from this movie I, I could have found in the first one. If this movie was a bit better then I might not check out the first Legally Blonde because I would think, oh, I already got this in the second one. But because you guys who are big fans of that first one didn't like this one, then that means there's still good out there to be found. So I'm definitely going to check out the first one. But uh, this one was, was not for me. Um, I am going to truncate my thoughts by saying I more or less think what everybody else just said. Um, probably closer to Liam in terms of like, I thought the beginning had promise and then that just kind of went away. And I, I liked laughing at how dumb a lot of it is in terms of like what the setup and the punchline of various things are. But it's yeah. almost like um, American politics are boring and hard to understand and not rife with comedic material. Um, <laughs> never mind the fact that I don't think anybody is at a point right now where we really feel like laughing about the state of American politics. So it wasn't a particularly thrilling time to watch the whole bit be, what if we talked about makeup in Congress? Like, <laughs> and also my dog was there, but I do want to put my hat in the ring for like Reese Witherspoon being just incredible in it. She's oh, so yeah. charming yeah. and nice and just like yeah. really funny, like her delivery is really mm -hmm. good where she'll just like there's something at the beginning in the beginning monologue i can't remember what um but the quote i'm gonna single out is what i put on letterboxd which is um i taught bruiser how to shop online i think i can handle congress and that's a dumb <laughs> joke but she makes it work and that's a testament <laughs> to her ability uh, no, I love when she walks into the law office and she's like, hello, patriots. And they're just <laughs> she's dressed like Jackie. Yeah. Oh my God. There's this one part as well right before that when she's, which me and my roommate were laughing about, when she's walking up the steps and they show that shot where she's wearing pink and then everyone's wearing black around her and staring at her. And she's walking up the steps alone, doesn't know anyone. She's just like, hello to a crowd of people like, yeah yeah that was, I cute. That I was so that. funny yeah like, who does that like hello <laughs> i mean sometimes <laughs> to no one in particular <laughs> sometimes it's just uh, making yourself feel comfortable and if that means saying hello to an entire crowd of people that aren't listening <laughs> then maybe that's what you have to do but yeah that's that's part of the the charm of her character of l is that like she'll put herself in new situations and just like be the nicest person possible and like yeah. go and like embarrass herself but just like be genuine i think the parallel here is that like um in the first movie she's going into law school and that's where like a lot of those like comedic moments happen where like 
she is so obviously out of place. And then like in this case, it's uh, the government. Yeah. And I also, I guess like <laughs> on that point, another part about this movie, which like didn't seem like it kind of felt like the whole thing with her being like pink and like really girly and stuff, but then also being a lawyer um, like that whole joke didn't really like make sense to me in the second movie because it made sense in the first one because she was coming from like, I can't remember, like fashion merchandising or something and then going into law school. So yeah, she didn't fit in. But then she's been through like all these years of law school, like is a lawyer and then she's gone to Congress and it just like didn't make sense as much to me because I was like, well, now she's actually a lawyer. So this thing about her like not fitting into like the legal system like it just kind of like didn't really i don't know i guess it kind of felt like they were forcing it a little bit yeah like as Um, if the character wouldn't be recognizable if she wasn't still in the exact same situation she was in before even though like you're (laughs) saying it's like well i mean she's she's so good at being a lawyer that they were about to give her a promotion until she decided that like the place that she worked was unethical which it is but it's like like she clearly knows how to do her job very well and Hmm. she's got um a a lot of sincerity and maybe at times it borders on naive but she's never this just like foolish fish out of water just like i don't know what's happening like also she's she's confident yeah exactly and that's like continuing from the first movie like at the beginning of the first movie she is like like ditzy and stuff but then she goes to law school and then she knows what she's talking about by the end but then mm-hmm. at the beginning of this movie it seemed like she just kind of reverted to uh, the beginning of the last movie and didn't uh, really like it is, pick up it is like she's reverted a little bit and yeah, yeah there's and like, like a balance the <laughs> there's a balance because yeah like part of her sincerity is that she's always gonna like stay the same at her yeah. core and like lo- like these outward institutions won't change her which is like a nice part of it but yeah mm-hmm. they kind of kind of did make her like revert to her earlier self yeah they made made her like yeah they made her like really dumb in that one first scene where Uh, she'd kind of like at the end of the last movie she'd still stayed true to herself but knew stuff about the law like knew what she was mm -hmm. talking about and it felt like at the beginning of this this movie the second one she was like didn't know much anymore and like was was kind of really ditzy and yeah just kind of didn't line up a lot for me yeah like the presentation that she gives is just like a joke so it's just like (laughs) Elle wouldn't do this Mm -hmm. right Um, like like at a certain point the the comedy has to change to account for the fact that there's a whole movie of characterization before this yeah yeah also what i didn't like about this one is like it hinges on such like a i don't know just bad premise (laughs) yeah it's like it's such a i hate to say it but like like it's more exciting to be following her like going through like a murder trial than through like it's like animal testing absolutely (laughs) yeah Yeah, and and like i don't know congress is for narcs like it's not interesting to be like here's a bunch (laughs) here's a bunch of just like here's here's literally and truly a, a room that's like just full of like old old people and we're talking yeah. about the abstract concept of animal testing because this is a movie. So nothing's uh, I, actually changing. I also think like because veganism and like vegetarianism and like all that stuff is so big right now. I feel like, yeah, um, this movie kind of came before that trend kind of reached its peak. 
maybe it felt less tired then, but like just feels so so tired and so boring. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really like care about what happens at the end of the trial. Yeah. Also I guess like the passing the bill. Yeah, just to make clear, I guess, for anybody who's listening to this and maybe hasn't seen this movie, um, really quick plot summary. Um she finds she wants to find the mom of her dog so she can invite it to her wedding (laughs) hires a private investigator which is a very funny scene i will give it that the idea that he's just like i'm the best private investigator in boston want to find a dog she's like yeah that would be great thank you Um, and then so they find the dog in um a saint magnifique makeup company testing lab and like this weird apparatus and uh the lab guy played by James Urbaniak is like, no, can't let the dog out of here. We're too busy testing it. And then she just kind of goes, I'm going to use my newfound legal skills or not newfound, but like I'm going to use my legal skills and I'm just going to go to Washington and make a bill that gets rid of that. So the dog can come to the wedding that I'm planning. And then she goes uh, and does that because I guess she apparently knows a Congresswoman and she can just kind of get hired. And then there's a little bit of infighting instantly. because Regina King is like kind of being shitty and then she stops being shitty and like uh, and then the dog's gay that's the whole movie that's everything yeah. that's everything you need to know that's about it it's about it um and there's something weird to me about how like how empty it feels in hindsight like i felt like i was kind of laughing at stuff while i was watching it. it was like i was having a a good enough time with it but thinking about it now trying to come up with like a salient point and I'm just like, I don't know, man. Who cares? <laughs> you know? Like, I don't yeah. feel like I, I got hooked enough by the movie to even want to dunk on it really hard for having, like, silly things in it. Um, yeah. And like we've kind of said, the stuff that's good is probably just better in the other Legally Blonde movie. I do think there's stuff that's just, like, so wild or presented in such a weird way that it's interesting like she has a card with a number on it that lets her call a secret sorority phone and there's a secret (laughs) code and then she can enlist the help of the sorority sisters um to like petition congress which i think is fun and they like phone bank but then that phone banking scene includes like just a joke that one of them appears to be a guy in drag and that's the whole bit and it's like well why is yeah. that there like that's uh, not funny like, that part i was very, like all right um <laughs> like making a seemingly like trans person the butt of the joke yeah. and then it's it's like they're trying to like delicately like their toes like dip their toe into lgbtq representation like the dog is gay the dog is and, not representation and the, and the, <laughs> and they're like like the owners end up accepting it and like yeah, it, fe- like, it feels very quaint that the owner is, as they describe, an Alabama Republican that is an NRA spokesperson who just goes, <laughs> actually, I think my gay dog is fine. It's like, I don't think that's how I would go. And he, like, makes an impassioned speech about it at the end. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. It's like, that was weird. Big win for do. dog representation, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it would have been just, like, a more enjoyable movie for everyone if they hadn't just, like, regurgitated the formula of the old one. Because it feels like like a weird 
ghost of the original like they've kind of regurgitated mm. the formula but like watered it down and used elements that like don't make sense together anymore mm-hmm. for example I... the snap cup like literally <laughs> there's a parallel in the first movie it's called the bend and snap so she like it's like okay at this point in the movie l takes like a relic from her sorority days and like introduces it into her new environment and it's fun and it helps everyone get along that happens in the first the first movie like in an iconic way (laughs) so that like it you know so the snap cup is just like such an obvious replication of that that it's just annoying i had assumed the snap cup was just from the original movie and it still felt oh. shoehorned but i assumed that yeah. it was at least a cup before <laughs> no, i didn't think the like snap cup thing. stuff was that bad yeah. i thought like yeah the snap cup stuff didn't bug me too much um but i was gonna say something about the sorority stuff that reminded me uh when you said the sorority it just reminded me of it um one of the things that kind of bugged me about this movie, especially, was that it kind of had, like, confusing morals, I guess. Because, like, the general premise of Legally Blonde, and I think what they tried to do here, is, like, the moral of the story is, like, Elle stays true to herself. She can be beautiful and girly, but then also really smart and really good at her job and a really good lawyer. And that's kind of the point. But then that kind of got confused in this movie where like everything she gets that gets her to Washington and what she needs to do for her bill. She gets a lot of it through her sorority and like just people she meets. (laughs) Right. And it just kind of like, I was like, it's kind of confusing that she's like supposed to be, I don't know that the morals kind of like, maybe they're arguing that like she's getting on these people's good side because she's staying true to like, what her like history is but even then it's like i don't know man she literally pulled out a secret card and just called people on the phone like and why is that congresswoman who has nothing in common with her at all and like is this cold heartless calculating numbers person a member of that sorority at all yeah Yeah, like that was just not and she was was immediately just just like i'm gonna dance now in the salon and i'm not i'm not gonna be shitty to you anymore (laughs) yeah and another thing with that is like it just kind of felt too easy like there wasn't really any tension to her figuring that part out like she was just like oh she's in my sorority <laughs> she's yeah. on my side now <laughs> uh, it did feel like frustratingly easy where you just yeah. like uh oh, i think someone who is that much of a bitch would not just like turn into a complete angel because you you ha- were in the same sorority yeah um i will say one thing that i liked is um her relationship with the doorman <laughs> and like yeah like they're like cool team up i fucking love I, that guy i had a note about that about how formulaic it is i mean not, ah. in a, not in a bad way but there's a parallel in the first movie where um jennifer coolidge's character is like the doorman of the first movie um mm-hmm. she's the girl who does her nails so it's kind of this like unexpected character that kind of L in a way that like they befriend each other and then that character ends up like helping out L L helps them out. Oh man, well that means that means that legally blonde three needs to have Bob Newhart now in the gang <laughs> as like one of the friends. We need this movie now. Holy yeah. shit. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I love them. I, their relationship was so fun. And once they really started doing stuff together and talking, and it's just like such an unlikely matchup. And, you know, seeing all these awful old people in Congress who are just like bitter and terrible to her. It Take was that, so Congress. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it was so refreshing to see someone that was like kind of on the same level as her and found her charming and so i would have loved if the movie spent more time with them yeah yeah agreed it was a bit um half-baked like at least in the first movie like there's some like significant scenes with her um and what's what's her name colette i think colette paulette um just like some really fun scenes where like not only does Colette like help Elle, but Elle also helps her. And I feel like with the doorman, it was a little bit incited. Like he was just kind of like, like they were talking and they had a good relationship, but like. He's basically Gandalf. Yeah, like he just helped <laughs> Elle like find her way a little bit. And there was no like significant scene. Like she helps him. That would have been fun. But. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be nice. I think that would have been a cool way to go. Man. Fuck this movie, honestly. Like, I feel like it sucked the air out of the fucking room with how, like, little there really is to go with here. I don't know. I mean, like, Luke Wilson still seems like a sweet boy. Like, I don't know. I think another thing is I just wish there was more Luke Wilson. Like, I, yes. I kind yeah. of He's just, just wish... there to be, like, accommodating with wedding plans. Yeah, That's, like, his yeah. whole job. I kind of just wish that this movie was, like, one of those sequels where you just get to check in with the characters, they have their wedding, and then it's nice and it's sweet and the movie's over. Like, I I Mm. kind of just wish the whole movie was about their wedding. Can I recommend (laughs) to you my big fat Greek wedding, too? (laughs) (laughs) Right, Liam? Loved that. (laughs) Right? Uh, You or me? uh, No, you. Remember? Yeah. Uh, okay um so um one of the things i i found annoying especially considering what it sounds like the um the whole point of the first movie is is that so there's rena who is one of the like congressional aides in this like team and at the end of the movie um she's like very sort of meek and unassuming and she gets like walked over a lot by people and then they pull that shit where it's just like oh we gave her a makeover and now everybody thinks she's hot and she's confident now and it's because we made her hot and it's like guys did you see legally blonde one because i didn't even see that movie and i think this is stupid like what are we we doing is there an equivalent of that in legally blonde Um, one guys there's more of like a foil to um i guess the person who would kind of be like rena kind of would be what the fuck is her name the it's, it's fiance fine. it's fine but yeah yeah i don't like I think the fact her name might they... be victoria or something vivian. Like, not vivian. vivian 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 like they just like a character a female character who just kind of like doesn't really like l i guess or like doesn't take her seriously but then they become close at the end <laughs> so and that's right. kind of yeah um you guys want to talk about the fashion then because I think that that might energize us a little bit. And I'm not saying that in like a dismissive way, but like there are some fucking looks in this movie, dude. Yeah, the looks are the best, even in the first one too. Yeah, there's some good looks. I love how, yeah, when she's going through her closet, like choosing what to wear to Congress, she's like, mm, no, too Hillary. And she's like, too blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she like wears too like Monica. Jackie outfit. She's like, this is fine. Like, yeah, I actually wrote it down. It's too Nancy, too Hillary, too Monica. Yeah, and then she's like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, 
Jackie, like great outfit. Hard to argue with that. Pill hat, mm-hmm. you know, cool jacket, whatever. Um, I mentioned earlier near the end of the movie, she gets this like purple knit kind of a sweater, kind of like a shawl kind of thing that's got tassels on it, like big. Just <laughs> and I have no fucking idea what's going on. Like it's just not great. It looks like the year two thousand three was condensed into a single garment (laughs) yeah yeah there are some good like early aughts fashion oh one of my favorites was i don't even really understand what was happening at this point in the movie but do you remember when they were having like a fair outside and like marches outside in support of the animal rights yeah they were trying to get signatures from like congress yeah Oh my god. She that... was wearing that beret with a star at the front that looks like like the Che Guevara beret. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> you noticed that? Yeah. yeah um, I think her dog has one on too. Probably. Yeah. That was iconic. That was my favorite look too. <laughs> I, I keep thinking of this one where she's going to confront the congresswoman where she's wearing like um jeans that flare at the bottom and then like a zip up hoodie that's like three quarters open and like this very thin scarf that's kind of wrapped around her neck and then just like sticking out and it's really long and it's just like what was that supposed to be (laughs) like there was a lot of like accessory or like scarf inclusions that i was trying to wrap my brain around (laughs) i think there's a lot of that in the first one as well (laughs) yeah there's a ton just like the pinkness of it all it's very like pink. a skinniest scarf you've ever seen <laughs> yeah. does not actually do anything no. other than be an accessory also yeah i do think it's speaking of the too pink and this is another thing where it feels like they're kind of regressing with the character why does she get a desk and then immediately call upon everybody <sighs> to make it this big pink train wreck like what was that for she couldn't just have a regular desk like, no no like everything has to be very much her like in the first one she like when she hands in her resume it's like scented and pink so is the bill um (laughs) so yeah and so that was like a callback to that when like the poop bags were scented and pink Um, do they think something being scented in pink is a punchline because after a whole movie i don't think it is anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's just got a very strong brand dude she would crush influencing on instagram because her brand is so oh yeah so undefeatable mm-hmm. it's true sorry go ahead, like the, th- the, the third movie should be her divorcing from luke wilson and the divorce papers are scented pink and like that's <laughs> oh, that would be so good but like how how could she Think, what would wilson. he have to do like <laughs> he would have to like die before they're ever not together right it's been a, it's been a long time since this one man who knows what's happened do we want to do we want to brainstorm a potential legally blonde three instead of talking about this bad movie anymore Ooh, I, that would be fun laura didn't I sound like she I, wanted i was to. trying to no 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 I was, <laughs> I was trying to think of like i was trying to think of what it could possibly be about i hope it's not too like I don't know. It's been 20 years. How wacky is that? <laughs> Basically. I just hope it's not too, like, related to, like, an actual modern political thing. I'm, oh. like, trying to think. I'm, like, I really hope it's not, like, Trump. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like they they might do that though. I feel yeah. I I, yeah. I also actually feel like somehow there's a chance that attempts at representation would be even worse now than they were in 2003. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is it, it going be to be Reese so Witherspoon? Yes, like... that is for sure. Okay. Okay. Good to know. But, I don't know. I was thinking like um, sometimes what they do in sequels. Um, with like a female lead is that like have the sequel like hinge around her daughter <laughs> like going oh, through a similar true. thing my big yeah. fat greek they, wedding too again yeah. also does that it might do that i'm worried they'll do that it, it probably will it'll be something about them having kids and then the whole um, bit is like they're just like her but they're small crazy <laughs> <laughs> or or it'll go the other way like her and they don't want to go to law school or whatever yeah i don't know seeing how that my favorite color is green mom <laughs> go away yeah uh, no i bet it'll be she has like a tomboy maybe. probably we'll something like that or maybe she has sons yeah put um, jacob tremblay in that movie <laughs> yeah i mean i am kind of i'm a little bit more hopeful in a weird way for a, a third one because I mean, like, Reese Witherspoon has had, like, a longer career now. Um, and she's and... very much not the problem, like, here at all. No, she's, no, like, she's not great. the problem at all. She's like, she's the good thing about them. Yeah. I was also going to say that a lot of actors who kind of get typecast are so annoying and get so tired. But Reese Witherspoon is so good at playing this role and, like, just kind of like a ditzy blonde woman that like hyperactive blonde woman that it just i'll never get tired of it mm -hmm. yeah like even in she has a similar character in big little eyes and she just like it doesn't get old like she's just so good at playing that character <laughs> yeah i i'm so excited for legally blonde 3 honestly to see her play this character again after like 15 years or something i just i want to see her do it again i want to see her do it um as a character who's like assumedly worked in law for like 15 years because i think mm. i think that'll give the the franchise like a, a better chance to actually build on the characterization of the previous movies whereas whereas this one is like uh just doing the first movie again very shortly mm. after because the mm. first one was successful i think this one has has a better chance to um uh, actually build on the character and maybe even like be less of the same and maybe like go deeper into the legal stuff like in like a like what if it like totally genre bent and like she was the same like spunky character um but was also like like a real hardcore lawyer that had to like deal with a like a making a murderer type case where like someone has been like arrested and she knows that he's innocent but she's trying she to convince to 11 <laughs> other jurors that's that's what that's happens the in the one. first movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but still no i think that's a good point it made me think what if they do in the third one what if she's like a burnt out lawyer because that would be the most jarring way to see her she has to get her is like back her spark dead and like yeah. what if that's kind of like the premise of the third one is she's like burnt out lawyer that. and like someone like i don't know maybe her daughter or someone like helps her like go back to her roots and like stay true to herself i feel like that might be it oh that would be also, really nice it's the doorman I was thinking yeah, i was <laughs> hey 
It might actually, they might have her daughter in it because have you ever seen how oh. similar her daughter looks to her? The exact Insane. same. You, mean you guys have real to... daughter. Yeah, I'm gonna Google yeah, this right now. Looks Google it. Like Google exactly it. like her. Okay. Liam, oh, I, you know what? I think I I have seen this, and like they look like sisters, like because she's aged so look. well. They look, yeah, yeah, like the see. same person. I would be so down with that. We need like I don't know if her daughter is an actor. Do you guys know? I don't know. No. I can find because out. I'm I, on Google right now. <laughs> we need like another Reese Witherspoon like actress in the world because like she's still doing stuff obviously but she's 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 too old to play like these teen roles and i think we need someone with her kind of charm because if like legally blonde um starred a, a different actress you know like a hundred different actresses i don't think it would be nearly the same movie that people are talking it up you know reese witherspoon is just Agreed. so perfect and, and one of a kind right. and so it, oh, it would have be you awesome heard of, have you heard of legally blondes what? No. Oh, yes. Like a, I think so. a band? Oh, my God. Oh my God. I forgot it's another, about that, It's Lord. another sequel. I have not seen it. I refuse. Wait. I watched the trailer the other day. God, like, it's... You know the two twins from Zack and Cody? The British twins? Yeah. And the British They play... Twins. They play, oh, like... Why didn't we watch this? Blondes. Holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck, I forgot fuck, about that, dude. you guys. I knew about it, and I must have erased it from my mind. Oh, it, the young blonde oh, yeah. cousins of Elle Woods, Annie and oh Izzy, move to California from England. When they are framed for a crime at prep school, <laughs> they use their cleverness to fight and clear their names. Holy shit. Oh my I god. Think, like, I just... I really don't like those two actresses. I hated them on Zack and Cody. Man. Oh, those I mean, that girls. sounds like a that sounds that sounds like a better plot than this movie. Direct but if it doesn't have DVD Twitter, you know, and yeah. Disney and Channel. It says it was co-produced by Reese Witherspoon and nine other people. Wow! Yeah, the poster of the movie says Reese Witherspoon presents. Oh. Legally <laughs> always trust that. They knew what they had in Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, man, dude, what? And oh. I can like I have seen that movie. I've been disappointed in it, and I remember I this now. It. I completely forgot about it. Like I, I blanked it from my brain because it was so bad. Like I didn't even remember it. I mean, that's that almost be, man. Why do they have Chihuahuas too? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that they kind of rem- they each wear two sorry. slightly different shades of pink. I don't like that either. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it it it's very. I mean, I I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I have. I think I refused, and then I didn't watch it. But it it's kind of like the same as Mean Girls too, where they just kind of like take the same characters but recast them as younger people. Yeah, I hate that. I, that's yeah. no bueno. But the director's first name is Savage, <laughs> so that seems not I great. I love that. That's um, funny. Yeah, wow. That sucks. Okay. Yeah. He he so, directed a fairly odd movie, Grow Up Timmy Turner. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah, oh starring God. Drake Bell, right? Everyone's favorite Drake. Oh, God. Also, just a side note, guys. Sorry, my phone is going to die. Oh, are you and, on the phone? Uh, yeah, I'm on my phone, and my phone's on 2%, but I got this stupid new iphone where i can't charge it and use my headphones at the same time ah, that's oh yeah mine i hate so it me too 
<laughs> absolutely hate it. It's like it makes me really, really angry. Every single time I will gesture to like put it in. And you're like, like oop. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'll go to put my headphones in yeah. while it's charging and it'll be like filled with the other charger. And I'm, you know, it's just the worst it's feeling. It's so stupid. It. So is that it the world trying to tell us to stop talking about Legally Blonde too, Or like how do we want to <laughs> adapt to this situation? I think we can wrap it up. I think what we can say, or at least my final thoughts would be, please, everybody, watch the first Legally Blonde. Hopefully we haven't hyped it up too much, but it's a good movie. It's a very good time, and it's nice because it's refreshing in that it shows um, a blonde woman who is beautiful but also smart, and she kind of rejects everyone thinks of her. Um, and she gets with the right guy in the end, and she she makes an impressive legal case, and it's just an all-around empowering chick flick. I'm sold. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Can't really argue with that. Um, <laughs> we want to get out of here before Laura vanishes from the call. So um, I don't think we have a ton of other huge revelations to have about this movie. Um, this movie was, in fact, so profoundly uninteresting that we basically ran out of things to say. So yep. that's a pretty bad indictment on Legally Blonde too. And I will, with haste, try to watch the first one. But before mm-hmm. I do that, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to another episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, all one word, and on Letterboxd at TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as they made another one. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and what you think the plot of Legally Blonde 3 will be. Liam, where can people find you? (laughs) You guys can find my film writing alter ego Graham the Haunted Marshmallow on Twitter and Letterboxd. My username is Graham the Mallow. And Madeline, thank you so much for coming on the show. We will definitely have you back. And is there anything you would like to plug? Absolutely not. Just be nice to each other. I realize in retrospect, that's what fucking Ellen says, isn't it? I hate that. But just, Mm. you know, be a good person. Be be nice to each other, but... Don't be Ellen. Yeah, Yeah, but don't be Ellen. That's the new slogan for the show. Be be nicer to people than Ellen is. (laughs) (laughs) Liam is just coming in here saying, like, fuck Sandra Bullock and fuck Ellen. (laughs) I have to agree. I have to agree. Yeah, I've heard some shit about Ellen where it's like, I don't know, but we don't really have time to get into that. That that time time Sandra (laughs) told me and Madeline to fuck off, Ellen was there with her, cheered her on. She said, yeah. She was. Um, and before we run out of time Laura thank you for coming back I think this is number three so we look forward to continuing to have you on and uh, even though I should remember this by now do you have anything you want to plug Um, I'll just plug my letterbox since I deleted my twitter today god bless you for that Um, freedom my letterbox is Laura ATH13 and thank you guys for having me. I always love yeah. adding with you guys. Thank you both. It was it was fun to mix it up. It was great to get Maddie on too. Um, and hopefully next time we're together, it's to talk about something other than this. I think that's the <laughs> least we can hope for. Uh, cheers to that. Cool. And so I, I mean, I think odds are good, Corey. We're not going to do a year long anniversary <laughs> of Legally Blonde two. What's your guys' update? I mean, what do you think? we've just finished talking about Legally Blondes for like ten minutes. You think I might not suggest we do that? <laughs> Maybe it's better, man. We'll see. It might be. Well, there's only one way to find out. Um, 
but before we find that out, I need to plug my Twitter, which is at Mr. Corey Price, as is my letterboxed. And, um, you know, be better than Ellen, everybody. It's weird times, and that's the least we can hope that you do. And with that out of the way, thank you again for listening, and we will catch you here next week for more. They made another one? Another one?